Welcome to Disney Decipher, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. In today's episode, we take a look at Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party and let you know whether it is or is not worth your time and money. To do so, we bring on special guest Tanya Lamb from LolaLambChops.com, who also is a three-times Disney Parks Moms panelist. Final episodes of the podcast at DisneyDecipher.com on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts, and we really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. Connect with us at DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered, or on Twitter at WDWDeciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. And so uh, today is Halloween. So happy Halloween to everybody. And, you know, since it's Halloween, that means that the first Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party is only eight days away on November 8th. And of course, Leslie and I don't have a lot of experience with it. So we thought we'd bring in a guest. So we brought in a special guest today, uh, mother of five, Disney Parks mom's panelist, uh, three times, I think, self-proclaimed Marvel lover and Team Cap, which... We can talk about that on another episode. Tanya Lamb, welcome to Disney Decipher. Thanks so much for coming on. How are you today? Good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. So we uh, did the uh, Halloween party episode with Karen Locke, who I know you know, just uh, a month or two ago. But it's crazy. It's, uh, you know, Halloween's passed. So that means it's Christmas time at Disney World, right? Yes. Let's uh, just go over the basics. Like, what's the Christmas party? Does it basically work the same way as the Halloween party? You can get in at 4 p.m. Everyone else has to leave at 6. Like, Tell us a little bit just about the details about how the logistics of the Christmas party works. Yeah, so for Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, it is pretty much the same logistically as Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. It's a special hard-ticketed event, so you need a separate party ticket to get in. Um, And yes, so if you don't have a regular park ticket that day, you can get in at 4 o'clock p.m., and stay until the party ends. And then if you don't have a party ticket, then they'll start kicking you out at 6 p.m. from Magic Kingdom Park. Talk to us just about in general, like, you know, what is special about the Christmas party? I mean, I hear it snows in Orlando. This is like the only time and place where that happens. (laughs) Yes. So you do get snow on Main Street, which I will say is pretty magical. I think it's just um, soap. But when it comes down on Main Street and you're there and you have Cinderella Castle and it's glistening with the icicle lights and, you know, you have your kids and um, it smells all Christmassy, then, yeah, it's pure magic to watch the snow come down and you can see the kids' faces light up and everybody's just really happy and um, it, it, it is a magical moment. So I know you've been a couple of times, I think, to the Christmas party. When was the last time that you visited? Uh, the last time I went was last year. And so is this a, an annual tradition in your family? And are you always taking the kids or are you sometimes going solo? No, a lot of the times I go solo. Our family is more of a Halloween family. So my kids have done Mickey's very or Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party um, a bunch. But the Christmas party, I don't think my entire family has ever been. I've taken a couple of kids before. We do have a family trip scheduled in December. And I am still on the fence, actually, about whether we're going to do it as a family or not. Is there just not the interest as much? Or, I mean, the problem I always have with these hard-ticketed night parties is I have younger kids, and they can't stay up that late. Yours are a little (laughs) older than mine, I know, but uh, (laughs) is that a consideration? 
Well, for my family, no, because we are night owls. All of them are. My youngest is six, but I mean, even still for years, we, I mean, they don't normally go to bed until 10 PM on a school night. And so when we're at Disney, it's not hard for them to stay up that late, but that is a consideration I would say for other families like yours that have young kids who are used to going to bed at seven or 8 PM. If your kids can't make it until midnight, then I, I don't know that I would say it's worth it for them, but for my kids, they do love Christmas, but I think it's something they don't know. They This is will be their first time my whole family has been at Christmas time to Disney World, so I'm kind of curious to see how it's all going to work. Well, if you do go f- forward with it, we'll have to have you on next year to give us the, the full report. Yeah. Uh- um, I did. So I took my, I think she was about seven years old, my daughter, and I did a, just a mommy and me trip with her. And so she went to the party and she loved it. The extras I think that you get with this party are you get special characters that you don't normally see. So like Jack Skellington is dressed up as Sandy Claus. Um, a lot of the times they'll have the princesses with their princes, which isn't normal. Um, also Moana you can't at this point you can't find Moana anywhere at Walt Disney World Resort unless it's at Mickey's not so scary Halloween party or Mickey's very merry Christmas party. Uh, 10 p.m. You're lucky. Uh, this podcast is a judgment free zone, Tanya. <laughs> it's not from lack of trying. Okay, trust me. If I could get them to bed earlier, I would do it. I'm just joking. Um, so obviously people dress up for the Halloween party. In your experience, have you seen people like dressing up for the Christmas party or do people just generally come as they are? I wouldn't say in costumes. I mean, there might be that there are definitely Christmas lovers out there. And those people are, you know, they have the ears or they'll have um, the those little blinking light necklaces. Um, they'll be dressed in red and green and, and all of that. But I don't recall seeing people dressed up like an elf or something. Got it. Well, that's going to be you next time. Uh, <laughs> in case uh, you don't, I, you know, I generally hate Facebook, but uh, you should uh, follow Tanya on Facebook at Lola Lamb Chops because she has some of the best Halloween costumes. So I know that she, she may go as in a, an elf. I'm sure you have an elf <laughs> costume somewhere, right? I'm sure I do. My friend Julie, who actually started Bus Stop Costumes, one of her uh, costumes the other day was the elf on the shelf. There you go. Very cute. So uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the characters? Like what are some of the favorites that you've seen and you know, how are they uh, dressed? Um, so Mickey and Minnie, they usually have uh, their, they'll have a different outfit. I think every year, I don't know if they repeat the same or not that that's something I'll have to look up. And then so one of my favorite things is the princesses with their princes. Like I love seeing Rapunzel and Flynn Rider because, you know, that smolder. Dream boat. <laughs> Hashtag dream boat, dreamy. The thing is, most of the time they will have the same characters, but they can change anytime. So they may add some. They should have a character list on the map that you receive. But also... If you see a character handler somewhere, you can ask them too what other characters are out um, because sometimes they're not listed in the program. And so it'll be like, surprise. So realistically, how bad are the character lines? The report we got from Karen from the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party was that the, the lines could be an hour or two hours for some of the more popular ones. Is it that bad at Christmas time? Yeah, it'll. I mean, for the ones that you can't ever see. Oh, I forgot the Seven Dwarves are out too during the Christmas party. 
um, dressed in a different outfit than Halloween. Uh, Jack Skellington, Moana, they'll all have, yeah, probably an hour to two hours. But that's one of the things that I recommend is if you are going to go to the party and that's important to you, then you can get in at four o'clock. And then for some of the more popular ones like Jack Skellington and the Seven Dwarves, they'll start those lines earlier. And so people will start use that time before the actual party starts to wait in line. So you will have to wait longer, but you're not wasting party time to stand in line for those characters that you want pictures with. Great tip. So you can knock them out and then be ready for all the parades and shows and things like that. Yep. One more question I had about characters that we didn't get onto with uh, Karen is from what I can tell, like obviously there are characters at, the normal character spots, but are they also like spread out in like random places as well? Do you know what I mean? Like location wise? What do you mean? Random places? Like, like, um, like, like, so, so like, um, for example, you know, Cinderella is always, you can always get her by the carousel. Right. But are there other random locations in the magic kingdom where they set up special character meet and greets or is it in the, like the normal locations, but it's just the characters have changed. Um, no. Yeah. They'll have different, I guess, random spots like for the Halloween party this year, they put Moana in the um, enchanted tiki room. And so they can move them. Sometimes Moana is in the past. She's been over in Adventureland, um, over by the jungle cruise. Um, they will, they usually put the princesses and the princes in fairy tale hall. And then sometimes they'll have the different characters like Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, whoever, sometimes they'll have them just by certain attractions. So that's why it's important to to get that map when you come into the party, because that will tell you where some of the characters are. Got it. Well, let's talk about um, some of the parades and the shows. And I looked at the uh, itinerary. I, I, of course, have never been. And I was looking at the Disney website today and kind of couldn't believe how many different things, <laughs> showtimes and parades. And and it looks like a, it's going to require some significant logistics if you're trying to to hit all of them. So give us the highlights. What are what are ones that are the top ones in your mind at the Very Merry Christmas Party? So I I do love a good parade. So I love the Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade because it's just really happy there you get to see the the toy soldiers marching. That's probably my favorite part of the parade. Um, you can see your favorite characters dressed up in different costumes. Um, the music is really cool. So that's really special. I also, I'm a big fireworks junkie. And so holiday wishes, I'm still a little sore about regular wishes leaving Magic Kingdom. So I do love um, a good holiday wishes show. And so that's, you definitely don't want to miss that. And they have two parades for um, each party. So if you can, it's usually less crowded during the last parade because some people will leave like the ones with small children and stuff. So if you can, I would go to the second parade. Got it. Well, there's, I know some other stage shows at the party. Um, Mickey's Most Merriest Celebration. That was new last year. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and then I saw that it was, that they were doing it again this year. And um, it's super cute. Like something I think that little kids would like because it's all the characters that they know and love. Um, you know, it's just very, it's very merry and is suited to the theme. And they have cute outfits that are red and green and plaid. And it's just, a, it's a cute little stage show with carols and stuff too. And, and other characters. 
So how hard is it to get a good viewing spot for for that or, or for holiday wishes or the parade? What What are your strategies for camping out and how long you need to do it? Well, this is where you kind of have to decide what is the most important to you. So obviously, the best place to watch, um, whether it's fireworks, whether it's uh, the parade is down Main Street. Um, I feel like that's the most festive place to watch. But a lot of the times you can watch in Frontierland with, with less of a wait time. I would say, I don't know, for the really prime spots, I would say at least an hour before the parade starts. And then usually Holiday Wishes uh, starts not that much after the the first parade. So people will just camp out and stay there and watch it. It's not so important to me to have like this fabulous view as long as I can kind of see what's going on. So I'll usually watch the parade from Frontierland and try to get there, I don't know, 20 minutes earlier. And then I can get I can get right along the rope um, for the second parade. And then maybe if for the first parade, I would say at least 30 minutes before start staking out your spot. And there are some prime spots back there because like some people like to sit on the ground. So the, um, there are other spots that have almost like a wall behind it. So they like to rest their, their backs there. Um, but Main Street is definitely the most festive place to watch. But you'll be waiting a long time for that. I'm like you. I don't like to uh, have to sit and wait a long time for a parade. I want to be like going, going, going. So that's always my consideration. Now, I have to ask about one of the perks that I know comes with these parties, the cookies and hot cocoa, but but it's more than that, right? I mean, that's <laughs> tell yeah. us a little bit about the food and drink. Yeah. So when I first started going to the party, I can't remember what year was my first party, maybe, I don't know, six, seven years ago. They they would have hot chocolate and um, snickerdoodles, and so and I was pretty, you know, I thought that was awesome because those cookies were good. And then I remember the next year I went and they got rid of the snickerdoodles and then kind of had this generic sugar cookie, and it was it was not good. It was gross, and so I was super mad. And I think I boycotted the party the next year because I was so mad about it. Um, but then they started bringing even more treats, which I thought, and and these are the free treats. I kind of say free in quotation marks because you're still paying for this party, but um, they'll have this candy cane light up thing. And that's what tells you, okay, here are where the free treats are. So they have, now they have hot cocoa. Um, they have apple cider. They have eggnog. What else do they have? Um, they have all different sorts of cookies. And so the, the stations are different. Like you can't get everything at, at each station, but each station serves something different. They had, I think, some Dove chocolates at one. They had a variety of cookies, like sugar cookies or snickerdoodles, chocolate chip. They have bags of allergy-friendly cookies. I'm trying to think what else. I saw there was like a pretzel last year, though. They had like a new salty. Sounds like sugar overload. Uh, so maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they have also special party treats that you can only get at the party, but it's not free. You have to pay got for it. Got it, got it. So do you have a uh, favorite? Do you, Are you a cider person or a hot chocolate person? No, I'm a, I'm a hot chocolate girl all the way. And uh, that's uh, actually, that brings up an interesting thought. So like, can it be like pretty warm? Like, have you ever been there and it's like 75 degrees and you're still drinking hot chocolate? <laughs> uh, I, mm, I'm trying to think. I don't think so because I don't know that I ever ran into a heat wave. I mean, there has been 
one, but I can drink hot chocolate in the summer, so it doesn't bother me. I'm more of a warm climate girl than a cold climate, but I'm sure there are instances where it's really hot. But once the sun goes down, then in November and December in Florida, the temperature cools off pretty quickly. So how about crowd levels? Like how crowded have you felt the party was about the same as Halloween or a little bit less or or it's just a ticketed event. So it's always like limited. So it doesn't really matter. I mean, they limit crowds, but kind of like with the Halloween party, the closer you get to the actual holiday, then the busier the parties get. Usually the weekends are busier. So I've been on a weeknight before, like on a random Tuesday. And the crowds aren't bad. You can pretty much ride whatever you want to ride. Um, It's the character lines and the snack lines that can get a little bit congested. I felt that a little bit, but for the most part, the crowds aren't super crazy. And But this will be the first time I'll go in December. I've always gone in November. So what part do rides play in your plans when you're at one of these parties? It seems like a lot of guests skip them entirely. Is that, is that a mistake? Um, I wouldn't say, like I said, everybody likes what they like. And I think it's up to the particular guest to decide what it is they want to spend time on. For me, rides aren't my priority because I go to Disney World so often that I can ride them whenever I want. For me, I like the party environment. So my focus is pictures with characters, the parade, the shows, the dance parties, um, all of the things I can't get anywhere else. But I do have friends who love to ride. So they will, that's what they'll spend their time doing. Yeah, I'm a a ride junkie, I guess myself. But as I've started going to Disney more and more. Those have definitely become less important to, to squeeze every last second out of every ride. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I guess if there's some of those big ticket rides that maybe you can't quite fit into your schedule, like Seven Doors Mine Train, maybe that's the time to to go for it later in the evening if the lines are going to be a little shorter than they would be the rest of the on regular days. But uh, your, your miles may vary. And Jingle Cruise. If they do Jingle Cruise, you can do the Jingle Cruise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jingle. So the Jungle Cruise will turn into the Jingle Cruise so they have holiday jokes and they'll change the names of the of the boats to reflect some sort of holiday theme. So I, I do I do enjoy a good Jingle Cruise. So yes, I make time for that. But once that second parade's over, I mean, you don't have that much time after it's over, but once it's over, you could pretty much ride anything in the park and, and walk on. So that's a good idea is if you you know, if you weren't able to get a fast pass for Seven Doors Mine Train or, or Peter Pan earlier, then I usually will go ride something two minutes before the party ends. Because if you're in line before midnight, then you can you can ride it. Doesn't matter how long the line is. So this is when the night owls are rewarded. So yeah, it pays <laughs> off all those all those nights of uh, children still being up late, Tanya. And <laughs> this is your payoff. Yes, this is where I make my money back. That's right. That's right. Well, let's talk about what's always the elephant in the room when it comes to Disney, the price. Um, How much are these uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas parties? And do you think that what's offered justifies the the price? So here's where I struggle because it's gotten more expensive every year. And so uh, back in the day when I first started going, like when my family first went to the Halloween party, I swear we paid 40-ish dollars a piece. And now we're rounding over a hundred bucks. So for the Christmas party, I I want to say the cheapest tickets 
Sorry, I haven't looked it it's up. It's 105. It's 105, yeah. 105, yeah. That's insane to me. But if I was a family of four, if I was coming solo, I probably wouldn't hesitate and I would buy it. If I was a Christmas lover, if you don't like Christmas or it's not your jam, then I would skip the party, honestly. But if you're a Christmas freak, then yes, I would say it's worth it. But so that's why I'm struggling for my own family right now, because they haven't been and I want them to like everyone to experience it together. But my parents are coming with us. So that's nine people times, you know, and we're going in December. So it's even more. It's like a thousand dollars right there. bucks. Yeah. Yeah. For six hours. Ouch. When you put it like that, it's hard. It's really hard for me to say, yes, that's worth it. And I really wish that Disney would just bring it down even $25 a ticket. Like I feel like then it's almost, yes, okay, it's worth it. But when you're getting over $100, when it's over the cost of a regular park day ticket, that's when I have to be like, okay, it's a little too much. Maybe you'd be willing for them to bring back those terrible sugar cookies if the price would just come down, right? I am okay if you go to Costco, Disney, and buy the crappy sugar cookies. (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) All right. So before we get you out of here, why don't we close with the Disney do's and don'ts? Do you have a do or don't for the Christmas party? So Disney do make a plan. Go Read blogs before you go. If you buy tickets to... Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, please go and read the blogs of of the people who've already been so that you can, one, see the party map ahead of time, and two, make a game plan of what you think your family wants to do first. And two, eat all of the free everythings that they have there because then you get your money's back. Each cookie is worth $10. Each cookie is $10. You let your kids eat whatever they want and drink all the hot chocolate. Thanks so much for coming on, Tanya. We really appreciate you uh, enlightening us about the Christmas party. Where can people find you and connect with you uh, online? They can find me at Lola Lamb Chops um, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Pinterest, on Facebook. So come find me. And then I am done with the Moms panel this year. Um, But if you do have any Disney questions, then go ask the Disney Parks Moms panelists. Great. And you can find old episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com. On Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you find podcasts. And we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. Shoot us an email anytime, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com or tweet at us at WDWDeciphered. Thanks again so much for coming on, Tanya. It's been a blast. Thank you, guys. That about does it for this episode of Disney Deciphered. So we will see you all next time. And Leslie, I will see you with Moana in the Enchanted Tiki Room. Thanks, Joe.